Welcome to the Random Podcast with me, Yusuf Zahabi. We talk about the different things that you thought you never needed to know, such as why the sky is blue or why Sheffield United are such a bad team. So, what are we waiting for? Follow us on Instagram or TikTok and subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. For this episode, we invited Tracy Lamori onto our podcast. We talked about what Tra- um, Lamori Media is and a something that she did a long time ago. It's a hundred percent must listen to. It's very fascinating what she did and the effect that she had. I won't spoil it for you, so make sure you're, you're, you listen to this episode. It's very interesting. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. And yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Editor. Episode, I didn't quite realize that the beginning part of the recording didn't quite record. So I'll give a brief summary of what happened. It was mostly me asking the question and her telling about what Lamori Media was. You do still get the idea of what Lamori Media was. And you also ha- and she t- told about what she did. and But you get references of what she does throughout the episode. So, yeah, all's good. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so basically my job is to, I, I like to say, elevate and celebrate to help people uh, get attention for their message, their product, their service, their book, whatever it is that they need to shine some, you know, public attention on. Okay, so... um. Is this like something that's been like up for a while, Lamori Media? Lamori Media. So we were previously Lamori Public Relations for eight years, and we have just recently incorporated. And now that we've incorporated, that was just during the fall, we incorporated, we're now Lamori Media Inc. So under this name, Lamori Media is fairly new, but we've been existing as Lamori Public Relations and media for for several years. Wow, that's and we have clients really, across industries. That's really fascinating and really inspiring. Um, so, uh, Lamori Media, um, is it like, you mentioned how it helps people gain the social media attention, the public, like, gatherings, audience. Uh, is there anything else, or is it, like, based on the company that does anything else specifically or is it just that yeah, um... it's not just social media it's like actual media so like television radio um across the world so basically i uh, people hire me um to get there to, to help them become experts to become thought leaders to become to, to get to to get on tv to get spoken of in newspapers ultimately you know to be on panels and speaking speaking engagements um to to get awards that kind of thing so i work to elevate and celebrate what they're doing and basically shine an international spotlight so my clients no matter where they're from they may be interviewed across continents on podcasts like this one but also on television you know being quoted in, in actual newspapers in magazines like good housekeeping readers digest oprah magazine so it's my job to take people who are doing good work but who don't have 
you know, who aren't known internationally and turn that around so that people around the world are excited about them and their work and help build their profile. And then the other side of what I do is speaking um, on panels and podcasts, teaching uh, entrepreneurs and also, you know, people in not-for-profits, authors, anybody with a message, how they can sort of build up themselves, so build up their self-confidence so they can find their voice and then approach media um, to build up their brand, to get their message out, to make their million dollars, whatever their motivation is. And then beyond that, I say, once you've built up your profile and you've reached that level of success, what next? What is real success? And that's where, you know, I always ask people or, or suggest that people then use what they, that profile they built to then build up their community, build up their country, build up causes they care about, build up other people, you know, build up human rights, whatever it is that they're called upon or they feel, you know, they, they feel an affinity with, do something with that platform and that success and that money that you uh, are able to build over those years of using your voice effectively. And then, you know, where do you, what do we call success in the long run? So, yeah, so there's two, I teach people how to get in the media. And then I'm also, I also kind of speak on the entrepreneur life and what is success and how do you get there and what do you do once, once you're there? <laughs> really f fascinating for everyone. Um, so, um, we actually got in contact by you recommending your client. Absolutely. That's what, yeah. that's where people usually find me <laughs> is me suggesting my clients. So yeah, I was, uh, I, I found your show and I thought, gee, that's a great opportunity for one or two of them that, that I mentioned to you that would be great fits to tell their story. And then it was on, you know, on further conversation, you're like, well, why don't you come on and tell us what you do, which was neat. Cause then I can explain how across industries people can get attention so yeah one of the things i do is look for great opportunities for them to have platforms to tell their story so one thing is obviously radio television newspapers the mainstream and the but those are limited in the sense that you know you you're in a seven minute conversation or a two minute conversation or a, if someone gets on a podcast like this they have a real opportunity to share their knowledge, to share their expertise, to talk about who they are, to tell their story, you know, in ways that um, attract customers later who listen. And also it's, it's good to present those to your local media where they can get a real sense of who you are and what your segment might be like. So what you do provides, you know, a real service, giving people international platforms and also educating other entrepreneurs or other listeners because none of us know we all we all great at what we know but we don't know what we don't know <laughs> you know and until we hear experts talking about those things that we can actually apply to our own life we we're like oh geez that's really <laughs> that's something i should know but i never in a two minute you know television uh piece where they they don't do a deep dive on what people do you don't really get an idea or really a perception of some of that stuff so these things are important yeah um just to create some sort of a connection between you and the audience that we have so far um i'm a 14 year old student at a school and most of us are starting to see okay what do we want to do in the future as a career so is there anything in particular um you could say okay this is the benefits of my job 
and this is the things that yeah but it's amazing two things it's amazing like literally anybody i really if you're a good communicator so it comes down to two things communication and contacts so the contacts will come you know as you learn to communicate public relations and media it's so much fun my job is never the same in two days in a row so i mean there's you can become a publicist and go and work for like a cheese company or you know a company and just just sell what they do all day long but if you're a publicist like me where you just take on you know you work for yourself and you take on different clients you're literally working across industries when it when in days when they're you know right now we're all locked down it's all covid but last year in 2019 you know before 2020 i was able to travel to nine different countries with nine different clients on what was no nine or ten different cities and five different countries on four different continents in one year and i didn't pay for any of those trips so there's travel there's the vip parties there's all the flashy stuff that you think of when you see pr and publicists on tv which is fun but there's a lot of other parts too which is half of it is you're sitting at your desk you're strategizing you're under pressure you're working 18 19 hours a day but i like that part too so it's uh if you like to strategize if you're smart and and you don't you you don't want to do something boring uh and you're strategic think about public relations like right now there's i think it's a three or four year course in school it's certainly worth going for but also i never went to school for it if you're a good writer you know what go and learn how to write a press release for immediate releases, a one page, or learn, educate yourself. And um, even if you don't go and become a publicist, whatever you do in life, having that skill and learning and teaching yourself how to approach your local media when you need to is an is a huge skill. It's a life skill that will do you well. <laughs> so learn how to approach media and think about this as a job, public relations, publicity, um, look it up. It's, uh, it is university courses, but it's actually not, I don't believe it's something that you need to go to school for. It's really, if you're a good writer and a good communicator and you're uh, passionate and strategic, think about it and, you know, just start doing it and go and look at right, even right now, there's some um, freelance sites that you can start getting, you know, jobs as a junior doing these kind of things and if anybody's really interested you know certainly reach out to me and i'll let you know a little bit more i might even be hiring internationally and uh so yeah it's um it's definitely something that i, I love my career and it's accessible to everybody and again if you're a good communicator and you're a good writer then you're 50 percent of the way there and the rest is just you know learning as you go and and be, being strategic about telling people's stories it's really from what you said it's, it sounds really it's such a nice job it's very engaging very uh, yeah. <laughs> i um, like to do it but i came to it from human rights and messaging and trying to tell you know i didn't set out to, to say oh i want a flashy glamorous job it started with me literally trying to get attention you know for stories that needed to be told and learning how to write a press release so that you know, to be a voice for people that needed a voice and, you know, injustices that were happening. And so the lesson too, is that sometimes, you know, just do good for other people, be out there and, and care about people. And you never know what's going to happen because some of those, you know, I never thought that this would come out of the work that I was doing in the not-for-profit work I was doing. This is even a surprise what's happened now. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. So the lesson really is 
believe in yourself absolutely is number one. People say that all the time and it's hard to be like, yeah, yeah. But actually you have to really believe in yourself so that others will believe in you and so others will give you those platforms so that you can do good in the world. And, you know, the younger you are, when you can really process that, that the, it, that's all the success I've had in my life. I, I really do attribute to the fact that I'm lucky enough that when I was really young, like 14 or 15, I learned that I have a voice and that if I speak up, people will listen to it. And that's true for all of us. I wasn't special. I didn't know anybody, you know, I managed to do all this stuff just because when I was young, 14 or 15, luckily I had that spark where I realized, wow, I have a voice in this world and I'm going to use it. And so you'll be amazed what happens when you do that. So, you know, honestly do, do good in the world and speak out against injustice. And I think that good things will follow <laughs> as a result. Really interesting. Um, so when I was asking you um, if you wanted to come, uh, you also mentioned how your whole career story was a lesson in building your dream from expect unexpected things. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into depth about that or? Sure. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I mean, the lesson to hear, I mean, this is kind of a dramatic story because not everybody will have a story like this, but really, before I go into just the, the, the story really is that no matter what you, you know, people have things they think they're doing for their work and that they have to do for their job, and that's their career. Meanwhile, the other part of their life, they could have passions, whether it's activist things they're doing or whether it's, you know, a, just a hobby or sports or something that is really a passion that they don't realize there's something about that passion they could actually and turn into a career that they might actually love getting up in the morning and going to work every day instead of just, you know, going nine to five and hating their job. My story was that, you know, we'd had a radio show, my husband and myself, we've been advocates, you know, against injustice and that kind of thing. And suddenly when we were in our late twenties, we heard of a case in America, we're from Canada, we're in, here in Canada, and we heard of a, a case stateside in Pennsylvania of a man who'd been convicted, an innocent man who was been convicted of murder and was on death row. And we reached out for the legal information and all this stuff. And ultimately we, we believed that he was innocent. He was convicted and there he was uh, sentenced to death. And, you know, just all we had was the power of communication. So I, I went and actually learned how to write a press release on Google. Ultimately, it took, you know, 20 years later in 2017, he was released from death row. The courts agreed that he was innocent. Now he's up for all kinds of money, in the, you know, from what they did to him. But back then, nobody was listening. We needed a way to, you know, get the word out. I never heard a publicist. I didn't know anything about anything like that. I just thought, how can we get this to the news? So I went and learned how to write a press release. Ultimately, over a couple of years, we managed to, you know, through that passion and through those skills that we developed doing that, again, not paid work, we managed to get all kinds of major media attention, stateside CNN, MSNBC, NBC, all that stateside stuff. And it was about five years after that. So, you know, meanwhile, all that is going on finally the courts agree with us and he's getting released and all that meanwhile i'm sitting in my apartment doing my marketing job my telemarketing job working for somebody else something i didn't care about that i was never going to make any real money at and it literally hit me like a ton of bricks like wow you know what 
I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to make 20 calls an hour for somebody about something I don't care about anymore. And it just literally hit me that I had developed in all those years of advocacy work. And again, that could be something you were doing as a hobby or whatever you were doing that wasn't work. But it just hit me that I had developed real marketable skills that I could actually monetize, turn into a business and make money in all those years when I wasn't even thinking about that. So you know, you might have a hobby, maybe you love sports, it doesn't mean you're going to be a sports star, but look at all the jobs around sports. What are the things that people do in that world? What are other jobs that, that you might love to do instead of just thinking about your jobs options as, you know, butcher, baker, candlestick maker? There's a whole world of opportunity. And sometimes the only thing limiting, limiting us is we don't see ourselves in that world. Um. I have to say, um, that story about how you saved someone who was innocent from a death row was inspiring. I have to say, I have to, I have to pretty much congratulate you on that. Well done. And that's really something that I don't think a lot of people could say. So, um, wow. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, when you, I know it sounds epic now, but when you start doing part of that story is that, you know, normal people can do what looks epic later, you know, because when we started that, we weren't thinking, you know, here we are set on a journey. It's going to be 20 years long. And then later, everyone's going to applaud us for having seen it through. It was more, it was more like, oh my God, nobody's paying attention. What are we going to do? Well, we can't do anything. We're not lawyers. We're not rich. We can't, you know, what can we do? Well, we have the power of communication. Let's make a website. Let's send some emails, let's commute, you know, and ultimately over years and years, there was enough noise that got made and some lawyers came in who were looking for a case of actual factual innocence and because we'd made enough noise, got their attention. And then this, you know, things started to circle and it took years and he was ultimately freed. But we still talk every day. And I'll tell you as a nice little aside, the most important part of that story is when he got out of death row in 2017, and now he's in court they're going to be giving him lots of money soon and that's a done deal just a matter of how much because they they owe him for all of that but meanwhile he's living life he went to the recording studio and he started recording some songs and the first one was ah oh, you went and did it and the second or was you said the second one was ah oh, you went and did it and the third one was a commentary on racism in america and all that stuff that happened this year and it was called hate the skin i'm in you know, about about racism. And then the new one is that all of us around the world can just really listen to this year was called Tears This Year. And if you can go and look for it, his name is Jimmy Dennis and it's on every single streaming platform. And Tears This Year is just about, you know, this 2020. <laughs> it's been a rough year for a lot of people, right? From just everything, from the isolation to people being sick, to people losing their jobs, to the whole, you know, racial injustice issues in America, to just, it's been a rough year. And so that song is a song of hope from a guy who literally spent 25 years on death row under sentence of death, innocent, who's now out instead of hating the world, who's giving us all, you know, this message of hope. And we still continue. We talk every day and we always say, you know, we didn't get this far to only get this far. So, and that's the same, you know, wherever you are in life, you didn't get this far to only get this far. So, you know, keep going, honestly, follow your dreams, just do it. If that guy can, if he can keep up hope and, you know, get through all that, think about what you can do. Everything is, everything is possible, literally. Um, 
I'm still, uh, I'm still trying to get over the fact that how, how, <laughs> in what situation you were in, how you were able to do it. It's truly something that makes people say, okay, I want to do something like this at something that can affect someone's life. But when it comes to what you did, it's truly, and the situation you're in, it's something I don't think a lot of people can say. Um, I want to like go into more towards um, your part of before you created Lamori Media. Um, it was some. You said you worked in a nonprofit. Um, well, it wasn't really that I had worked in nonprofit. But what happened? It was. It was more that we had created, and it wasn't an official nonprofit. Well, we had met Jimmy Dennis, right? When we were oh, okay. we were 28, 29 years old, and we didn't know how to help. So we basically just started we a, an organization called the Canadian Coalition Against Death Penalty, and we never went for funding. We never went to make it a job. We never, you know, formalized it because we were. 20s activist mode you know we never thought these days I would think oh we should make a nonprofit. but when you're younger you don't necessarily we weren't trying to get a job out of it we were just trying to make some noise which we did and if you google the Canadian coalition gets a death penalty which grew out of Jimmy Dennis and us finding that the United States death penalty you know was actually rife with injustice and lots of wrongful convictions and just a nightmare when you start looking into it so we we created an organization you know from when we were 29 years old and essentially the inspiration was jimmy dennis who was then on death row and innocent and then we started looking at other cases and started realizing wow there's more to it than this it's like an onion when you start peeling there's a lot and um so for three or four years of our life we just literally again communication and that's again these are the days when i didn't know anything about publicists and didn't think of, um, knew nothing about that and this and we weren't making money off this but basically when i look back on it we were doing the work of a publicist we were doing like a pr campaign against the death penalty <laughs> that lasted for five years by shining a spotlight on you know all the different cases the innocent cases like jimmy's and also just some of the horrible situations and just you know the whole thing so that was our um introduction to to both media and then also we were to organization basically because we were for several years pretty much running a not-for-profit even though we didn't get funding we just did it out of our own pockets so um yeah so that was our first you know organization pretty much formalized and then 10 years later when it suddenly hit me hey i'm actually a publicist i'm successful at all these this messaging and i've gotten all this media and geez this is something i can monetize and just started looking for um i'm things that I can, you know, get behind that I would, that I'll be happy to promote. So it's not all not-for-profit messaging. Now it's, you know, entrepreneurs and small business and singers and all that, but every single one of them I like and appreciate, and they're all doing something good. And, you know, they all have some important messaging and yeah, so that I've literally got, to, that. this is the best thing, better than the parties and better than the travel is I've literally been able to create a life where there's no difference between the causes I care about and my work. There's no difference between the day. I mean, I work all the time because my friends are my clients, my clients become my friends. And it's just, you know, a life where I'm, a, I'm privileged to be able to pass on important messaging to the world, all kinds of it, all the time, different things. So it's pretty good. Do that. It's, I definitely recommend, <laughs> I definitely recommend this work. 
Um, <laughs> it's for me. It's crazy how I I. This is the first time hearing about what you did. It might be because of the geographical placement, but what you did <laughs> should be inspired for other people. Should create some sort of hope for. Uh, people. Oh, thank you so much, Yusuf. I I'm, I really appreciate it. If anything, I want to just turn around to Jimmy Dennis again, though, because, you know, he was the one who inspired. He was the one that was on death row and he kept on doing it. He, he got out and he's not hating the world. He's still positive and he's still, you know, taking a deep breath and doing good things. So he's on, you know, and my husband and I are always like, man, how is the guy? He's one of the best people we've ever met in life. And there he was on death row and it's a lesson. And now he's doing the same work. He's helping because there's other innocent people out there and he's doing work. He could walk away and forget about it, but he's trying to make a difference in the prisons and with other innocent people and stuff. So yeah, that's, you know, anybody that just, it, it just shows you the power of speaking out this, whether it's that cause or something else. We were only 28 years old. We at that time did not have a PR company. We didn't have connections that we have now. We didn't have, and to be honest, everyone would have been like, what, what are you bothering wasting time with somebody like that or doing something for someone like that, which turned out to be, you know, someone like that because no one listens because they're on death row. But he was an innocent man like you or me, just didn't do it. And um, yeah, so in the end, you know, I'm proud that we did that because yeah, we we didn't listen to people. We believed in, you know, the, in the right. And in the end we were justified, you know, the courts finally agreed and it took a long time, but, yeah, I just think in, you know, it's a message that I don't want to take it like we're a hero. I like what you said about inspiring other people because literally we were just kids that were just like, hey, what can we do? And we thought of something that we could do. And that thing just reverberated and had effect and had effect. And then more people got involved who could help. And it just really does show that there's no such thing as, you know, you can't do anything. It doesn't matter who you are, you have a voice. Yeah. And sometimes somebody doesn't have a voice like Jimmy didn't. So if you use your voice to help someone else and you know, now he's, <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Now he's getting out and, or he's out, sorry. And he's about to get all kinds of money. And he's always like, oh, well, you know when I get my money, we're gonna send you money. And we're always like, listen, we didn't spend all that time on death row but he insists that you won't be happy unless he does. And now we laugh that, okay, fine. You know, we'll take it just so I can tell my dad, because Yusef, back when I was, you know, 28, my dad was like, if you spend as much time trying to build a business, we weren't thinking about business in those days, as you did helping these prisoners, you'd be a millionaire by 30. And we said, yeah, but I don't care about that. We, I care about this. <laughs> so now we joke, maybe by 50, you know, when he, Jimmy will get his millions of dollars. He'll give us some just so I can say to my dad, there you go, dad, you happy? There's the money. <laughs> and it came from helping. <laughs> uh, so. um, this is not really, really related to the podcast. Um, I would love to have uh, Jimmy on the podcast if he wants to come. It's... That would be amazing. He would, he would, he definitely would if you would play a couple of his songs. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll link the songs um in the description of the podcast. I'll link the website of um Tracy, and I think that um people should know the challenges that you faced, um the things that you overcame the people that you helped and people people should truly really try and try and make 
a change not only for themselves but also uh, help other people um for the short period means a lot to me and this is you on the other side of the world where i'm able to share this story you know and jimmy's story so this means a lot to me thank you so much and no really thank you for coming on to the podcast i really do appreciate it and yeah thank you awesome thank you and stay and we'll stay in touch